Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's time to play the But the sports talk doesn't stop. Sports talk radio that's live, local, and not for the faint of heart. Oh, you didn't know? Sometimes angry. Loud noises! Telling it like it is. You insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. And pretty much always right. Don't ever argue with the big dog. Big dog is always right. Text or call 404-741-0929 and be part of the show. Well, we're waiting from the Kia Studios. It's time for the John Chuckery Show. Serving you up sports on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And welcome into Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Yes, it is time for the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out with you here in the Kia Studios. Late night on a Thursday with you. Taking you up till midnight. Asking to download the Odyssey app. You're not in the car as much. You want to listen on the go? Put the Odyssey app on one of your devices today. Take the smartphone, take the Alexa speakers, take your tablet, take your Game Boy, take your Nintendo 64, take your Coleco, whatever your device is. Just download it on something to be able to catch us when you are on the go. Social media is at 929 The Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, the best way to be a part of the show, follow us on our personal Twitter pages. I am at JMCH316. That is your water cooler talking point, excuse me. Three to six months in advance of everybody else that is out there. He is producing the show on the other side of the glass here with me late night at underscore Dylan Napier. Or Dylan. Dylan. Yeah. Dylan. Yeah. Dylan, Dylan, and Dylan. Yep, 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 yep. All that. All right, going to take you till midnight uh, tonight after a good Hawks victory, a much-needed victory. Um, You know, obviously, coming off the five-game road trip, coming back home, they had lost two games in a row. Uh, We knew that they were going to lose in Denver. That was behind the eight ball all the way. But, um, you know, a game you probably could have won, maybe should have won in New Orleans and kind of gave that one away. But – you know, good win tonight with Phoenix uh, coming here, you know, and uh, now we've got the San Antonio. They're going to be coming in Saturday, coming off a of back-to-back. So, you know, it's a chance at home for the Hawks to get healthy and get right. They've got 17 of their last 27 games at home. And to be fair, you know, they're 14-11 and 11 after tonight. They've, they've not been exactly stellar at home. They've not exactly had, you know, a terrific home record. They certainly played well at home last year. So they've got to get some things cranked up at home, and, you know, we'll see what uh, happens here. Um, 18 turnovers tonight. That's too many for the Hawks. Uh, Trey Young led the way. He was 10 for 18 from the field, 5 of 8 from 3, including a, uh, a logo 3. He was 11 for 12 from the free throw line. So a really good job of getting to the free throw line. Uh, For Trey Young, he finishes with 36 points, 12 assists, and had seven rebounds uh, on the night. DeJounte Murray was next with 19 points and eight boards, and John Collins had uh, 16 points and a couple of rebounds. And uh, or sorry, uh, yeah, John Collins, and then Clint Capella had seven points and 17 rebounds for the uh, the Hawks. Who really the big number that stands out is the rebounding advantage that the Hawks had, and. Look, they had eight and some of those other guys playing 
for them. Now, obviously, no Devin Booker. We we knew that earlier in the day. He's on a whatever it is, a load management or whatever like that, coming back from injury. So we knew he wasn't going to play. Durant obviously isn't going to play because he's not going to be back to the All-Star break or thereabouts with the sprained MCL that he's got in his knee. So they were definitely shorthanded. But you know what? That's a them problem. That uh, it, When you look at the standings and you look at the score, it says that the Hawks are 28-28, 14-11 at home, and the Hawks got a victory. Doesn't matter who and what and everything else that's against her or whatever like that. So good win for the Hawks tonight, a much-needed win. And now they'll face um, the uh, San Antonio Spurs coming up. And then, you know, they go to Charlotte, who's the second-fewest victory team in the Eastern Conference, who's beaten the Hawks twice. That may be the swing game, but certainly a chance for the Hawks to get some things corrected. And then as they get, you know, more in the middle of the month and past the All-Star break, schedule definitely amps up. The Knicks, the Cavs, uh, the Brooklyn Nets, you know, so it it definitely gets amped up, uh, you know, here as they get toward the uh, end of the month. Now, speaking of the Hawks, they were buyers, well, buyers and sellers in some ways, but... <clears throat> Here's what they did at the trade deadline, okay? Basically, in a nutshell, with all the different teams and things like that, they acquired three players, the best of which is Sadiq Bey. They got him from Detroit. Uh, Then they also got old friend Bruno Fernando, and uh, they also got um, Garrison Matthews. And in return, through all the different trades that they did, they traded away Justin Holliday, Frank Kaminsky, and a total of, are you ready? Seven second-round picks. Can I tell you, sidebar here, how when you saw all of the deals across the NBA this year, right, how useless does the NBA value draft picks? The Hawks just gave seven. You had teams with three and four, and five, and, I mean, teams were trading piles of picks. Now, I don't even know how they do that because there used to be a rule in the old NBA, okay, from my generation of the NBA. In the early 80s, they had the Ted Stepien rule. You know why? Because Ted Stepien was the general manager of the Cleveland Cavaliers, and he literally gave away like 10 years worth of draft picks. Like literally, he gave away a decade's worth of draft. And the NBA had to come in and say, wait a second, wait a second. We can't be giving away draft picks 10 years down the road. And it became the Ted Stepien rule because he was a moron. But the Hawks... Hawks had several of their own. They had Oklahoma City picks. They had Golden State Warrior picks. They had Harlem Globetrotter picks. They had Washington General picks. They had some picks from Georgia Tech. They gave away seven draft picks. And by the way, by and large, most of those draft picks would have just been a cash payment out. You can sell your draft picks. Basically, that's... you. You, you sell them for a cash amount, and you just don't pick a player. And that's what the Hawks would have done had they not have, you know, handed over seven draft picks. Literally, they gave 
They had three different teams worth of second-round picks that they involved in trades. Golden State, Oklahoma City, and their own. So at the end of the day, and, and we're going to top of the hour, when we get back from the top of the hour, we're going to up up the phone lines at 404-741-0929, and we'll get your thoughts about what the Hawks did. Because I think that they did a pretty good job, all things considered. They weren't going to be heavy buyers. They they added some pieces with Sadiq Bay, with Garrison Matthews, who's not a bad player. They added some pieces, and you're not going to like this, but they cut salary. And, and they opened up some gap room between the uh, luxury tax and their payroll. I know you're not going to like that, but that was one of the initiatives of what the Hawks wanted to do. So they got some players, they got some flexibility, and they got some financial flexibility. And we'll see what all happens. I mean, I, I will tell you this. It's going to be a fascinating summer for the Atlanta Hawks. And, and we normally wait until the end of the year, but I, I think it's going to be a fascinating summer for the Hawks. I, I think the Hawks are going to not completely blow this thing up, but I think that they are going to really retool the way that this roster looks. So, again, I, for what the Hawks were in the business of, I thought they did pretty good. They got rid of some stiffs. They don't want all the draft picks. They basically sell them off anyway, most of the second-round picks. Yeah, I mean, second-round pick. I'm telling you, it's the funniest thing to see how – could you imagine teams in the NFL giving away three first-rounders, three second-rounders, five first-rounders, all these draft picks that were moving. I mean, nobody in the NBA – can keep up with where all of the draft picks are going. Teams literally just dropped their drawers and crapped all over the NBA draft. Yeah, exactly. That's the sound that was emanating from it all. They literally don't care about the NBA draft. It's about can you find players, can you find actual NBA talent because it's such a crapshoot. It is such a just a, a muckety-muck mess of just the NBA draft. Even when you draft one, two, three, you have no idea if any of these guys are going to work out. You can't even guarantee nowadays. And it's because the state of college basketball. Guys are too young coming into the league. They're not experienced. They're not coached up. I mean, but anyway. So – I. For what the Hawks did, I thought they did a, a pretty decent job. So we'll open it up to you at the top of the hour. Uh, a couple of the quick things I want to get uh, into. Um, interesting that there were no Braves players on the USA World Baseball Classic team. I think the only three main guys that are on teams for the U, for um, the World Baseball Classic, Ronald Acuna, who's uh, playing for Venezuela. Um, Where's Eddie Rosario playing for? Is he playing for the Dominican? I think think Eddie Rosario may be playing for the Dominican Republic. 
Your microphone's not on. Oh, oh no, I wasn't okay. talking yet. I, oh. I'm checking on that for yeah, you. Yeah, I think it. I think Eddie Rosario is. I know Eddie Rosario's on a team, and then there's one other guy, uh, plus a couple of their you know stiffs or whatever like that. Like somebody's playing for the Netherlands and stuff like that. But I think, but the main guys, the main three, are um, are Rosario, Ronald Acuna. And I forget what the other one is. So it's Ronald Acuna Jr. for Venezuela, Eddie Rosario for Puerto Rico, Chadwick Trump for the Netherlands, and, and who cares about him? And Alan okay. Rangel. Who'd you say, who'd you say Trump? Who'd you no. say Trump? He's no. playing for the Netherlands now. No, Chadwick Trump. Okay, Trump. So so Donald Trump's playing for the Netherlands. All right, who else? <laughs> and Alan Rangel Rangel for Mexico. Okay, so Rangel. we don't even know his name. So yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. No. But but I think there is one other guy that that was on one of the teams or what have you like that. So all right. So but it is interesting that there's no Braves that were on the USA club. Um, we have the we have the NFL. What is it? The NFL honors. You know, it's the awards and all that kind of stuff. Um, the 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 couple of cool things. One is Demar Hamlin coming up and he spoke to the audience, and they had all of the first responders and all the people from the hospital that helped save his life, and that was really cool, okay? Here's the extent of the Falcons and all the things that they were involved in at the award ceremony, okay? The the one highlight from the Falcons that they had is they did the Angriest Run Award, Okay, and they did, uh, and, and one of the nominees was Najee Harris of Pittsburgh when he stiff-armed Richie Grant into the turf. That's the only Falcon, coach of the year, player of the year, offensive player, defensive player of the year. That's the only thing that the Falcons had any involvement in whatsoever is being Part of a highlight for angriest run of the year as Richie Grant got stiff-armed into the turf. That's it. That's the entire extent of the Falcons' representation. Gee, I wonder why Nick Bosa won Defensive Player of the Year. He he must be really good in coverage, right? No. Oh. Do you know in the last 14 years... There's only one guy who stands literally more than two yards away, three yards away from the line from from where the ball is placed. That's won the Defensive Player of the Year award. The only guy in the last 14 years has been Stephon Gilmore. Wow, that's it. Everybody else: Aaron Donald, J.J. Watt, Luke Keekley, um, Nick Bosa. All these guys, Micah Parsons, all these guys that stand right by the ball and sack the daylights out of the quarterback. Anyway, all right. Top of the hour, 404-741-0929. What do you think about what the Hawks did at the trade deadline? We'll take your calls. Dylan uh, will answer back there at the uh, back behind the glass here, so he'll get you lined up and ready to go. Chuckery hanging out in the Kia studio. is going to take you till midnight tonight. Sports Radio 92 on the game, the Odyssey.com app.
is this person? It's John Chuckery. Are you sure? Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back with you, John Chuckery Show. Hanging out here for another hour with you. 404-741-0929. That's both our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line and it is the phone lines. You can call in and give us your thoughts about what the Hawks did at the deadline, the trade deadline, as they come off a victory tonight, 116-107, as uh, they beat the Phoenix Suns. They'll be back in action on Saturday as they get ready to host the San Antonio Spurs, who will be playing a back-to-back. So, chance for them to get another win, and then the uh, Hawks take on Charlotte on Monday there in Charlotte for all that. So, hopefully, maybe they, they can string together a few wins. So, But again, you know, as we said, I thought the Hawks, for what they what they were looking at, did a fairly good job with everything. Now, Sadiq Bey is a guy who he's been in the league for three years. This is his third year in the league. He um, uh, came out of uh, Villanova. First three years in the league. He was, uh, when he was a rookie, averaged 12.2 points a game. 16.1 points a game in his uh, sophomore season, and then this year, 14.8 points per game. Now, he did play in all 82 games last year. He played and started in all 82 games last year. This year, he's played in 52 games, and he started 30 of them. He's a 40% shooter from the field. He's a 34.5% shooter from three-point land. 14.8 points, 3.5 boards per game, and, and a 1.6 assists per game. So he's got some decent size. He's a 6'7 player, you know, sort of like a De, sort of like a DeAndre Hunter. Maybe not, maybe not as good defensively, but you know, he's had a 50 point game earlier this year, I believe. Right? I think he, I think he had a 50 point game. Was it last season or maybe this year? I think it was at some point. This year, yeah. So he had a 50-point game. So, you know, he can score some buckets. And, you know, he was a um, uh, you know he was a, a pretty good player at Villanova, but uh, first-round pick for the, um, uh, for the Nets and then, of course, ended up in Detroit when all these trades done. You know, that's the other funny thing, too. All these teams draft these first-round players, and then they never play for their team. They all are involved in trades. So... Uh, you know, like I said, he's a guy who, if, dare I say, dare I say, if DeAndre Hunter is on the move and they look at DeAndre Hunter and say he's not growing, this is a kid who can play small forward for you. Like I said, maybe not the offensive, or sorry, defensive player that that um, DeAndre Hunter is but maybe a little bit better offensively. So, again, that's a decent pickup. Garrison Matthews, he's a guy, he has not started this year. He's played 45 games this year. He's averaged only 4.8 points per game. He did start 33 games last year. In fact, his his minutes have been cut in half. Last year he started 33 games, was uh, over 26 minutes per game, now down to 13 minutes per game. Uh, he did average 10 points a game last year with three boards, but he's only averaging 4.8 points per game this year 
with a uh, total of uh, 1.4 rebounds and half an assist. So uh, he's not started at all, doesn't play a whole lot. Um, you know, he's yeah, he's just another bench player, right? He's just another guy, you know, coming off your bench. And as we said, the Hawks were going to try to find a way to slash some payroll, right? And we kind of knew that this was coming. You know, and they're standing pat right now with Bogey, John Collins. You know, we heard some rumor and innuendo that John Collins may have been a guy that Phoenix was interested in until they made the Durant deal. And then, you know, obviously he fell out of the mix on all of that. So, you know, really, I don't know that there was, I don't really know that there was any sort of deal in place. I mean, I know that they said that they were going to hang on to him. They, they made it, they made it, you know, like, oh, yeah, well, we're, we're hanging on to John Collins. But I don't know if there was any kind of deal that was realistic for John Collins. You know, so we'll never know the whole truth of the story, but we'll see. I mean, you know, if they move him in the summertime, of course, I've heard that story before. And and John, you know, was asked about it, and he even said, you know, hey, it kind of weighs on your mind, you know, that this is the original franchise that he's playing with, and, you know, they're trying to move on from him and all that stuff. So, um, but for what the Hawks were looking to do, you know, it was it was fine, and they were going to sell off those second-round picks anyway, so they were just going to get rid of them for cash considerations and stuff like that. So 404-741-0929, that's our phone line and our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Let's uh, grab Josh out in Cartersville. What's going on, Josh? Hey, what's up, John? Hey, bud. Uh, so I, I feel like the Hawks came out pretty good with this. Uh, uh, the trades they made at the deadline. Um I, I was at the game tonight, and it seemed like they pre- played pretty well with what they traded away without having the new guys coming in. So with them coming in and having that extra three-point uh, shooting on the outside, I think that'll help us a lot. Even though they are role players, they're not starters, but I mean, it'll bring a little kick to our offense, I think. Yeah, and realistically, Josh, I mean, they, they were not looking for a starter. You know, I mean, they, they weren't looking for a guy – to be a starter for them, they were looking, and Landry Fields talked about this after the game tonight. They were looking for some versatility. They were looking for some depth. You know, they wanted more players off their bench that could give them some offense. Well, Sadiq Bay fits that. You know, he he fits that mold and he fits that role. And, you know, maybe, you know, Garrison Matthews can be a player that helps them as well. I mean, he's been exclusively a bench player for them this year, but – um, you know, he, they, they were just really looking at adding some pieces to add depth to their bench and lengthen that second five to it. So again, they weren't going to, they weren't looking for any kind of starter. They weren't going to make a move. One of these big splashy moves for a Durant or an Irving or anybody like that. They were just looking for some versatility. And again, they were looking to save some cash. They were they were looking to not be right at the you know point of the luxury tax on anything. They were able to dump Kaminsky salary, Holiday salary. You know that were that was some of the big moves that they were trying to make. You know just to try to widen it. And I know when people hear that, they're like, "Oh, well, the Hawks are being cheap or this that." 
Hawks have spent all kinds of money. I mean, they were $1.9 million from the luxury tax. They, they've spent, they haven't shied away from paying Trey Young, from paying Clint Capella, from paying DeAndre Hunter, from paying John Collins, and they didn't pay, and they <clears throat> didn't shy away from paying Kevin Herter and giving him a contract. But they've made it clear that whether it's by anybody's verbal, you know, spoken word of everything, they've made it known that their actions are about not being over the luxury tax. So we'll see what uh, what happens uh, out there. Um, quick thing I did want to mention, too, uh, also, um, we we got word of the, of the Hall of Famers uh, that are going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Um, some of the names, I, uh, I didn't get all the names. I know Ken Riley, Darrell Revis, Rondé Barber, Joe Thomas, um, Zach Thomas is going in. Uh, Don Coriel is going in. Uh, DeMarcus Ware is going in as well. And I didn't see anybody else, so... Uh, it's a pretty good class of guys that are going into the uh, into the Pro Football Hall of Fame this year. Oh yeah, Joe Klecko, who most famously was in Smokey and the Bandit too, when he when he walked up to Sheriff Buford T. Justice and and he said, "Your your badge is crooked, sir." And he took his that metal badge and he squeezed it and crumpled it all up and everything like that. Do you remember that movie, Smoking the Bandit 2? Oh, yeah. It's my favorite movie. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I've seen it a million times. Right. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway. So. That, that, that part that you just mentioned, too, is my favorite part. Right. 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 Yep. So, Big Joe. Uh, anyway. So, uh, but good win for the Hawks uh, tonight. You know, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, they needed this victory. And look, when we talk about the Eastern Conference, you know, they've got 17 games at home. The, the Knicks actually have more road games than home games, but they actually haven't played well at Madison Square Garden this year. The Miami Heat have one more home game than road games this year. I think it's 14 and fourteen uh, home and 13 on the road. They've been pretty good at home. They're 18 and 9 at home. So the number one thing about where, when we talk about the Atlanta Hawks in the Eastern Conference is you've got to protect your home court. You, you've got to get back to the level that you've been for the last couple of years at home and defend it. And there are only three games above 500 at home this year, and that includes tonight's win. So they've got to get it cranked up at home. And if they do that, you know, they can certainly be in the mix to, you know, if you figure that Brooklyn takes a step back and, I'm not saying that Brooklyn is going to be out of the playoffs. I think they actually didn't do a bad job of getting some return in, but you're not you don't have Kyrie and Kevin Durant. So you don't you don't have those two, you know, first team all NBA players. But I think they did a pretty good job. So you figure though, I think they're in the 5 spot. I think they're in the 5 spot for for the Eastern Conference playoffs. You figure that they drop back a little bit. And you figure that, okay, the Knicks are on the road more than they are at home. And the Knicks are surprising. They're 16 and 11 on the road. So they've actually been a good road team and below 500 at home. But they're on the road more than they're at home. And the Hawks are really, you know, if they can take advantage of the way the schedule sets up with 17 
of, you know, these last 27 games, and now it's 16 of 26. But if they can protect home court advantage, they can probably, realistically, they can probably jump up a couple of spots. Not going to guarantee that they are six, but they certainly are in the mix of that 6-7. Because here's reality. They ain't Milwaukee, they ain't Boston, and they ain't Philadelphia. So that's the top three spots. You can forget that. I don't think they're Cleveland either. And Cleveland is going to be one of the more dangerous matchups in the first round of the NBA playoffs. I don't think they're Cleveland either. So you can rule out the top four, and then you go Brooklyn, who probably slides back. And if, you know, I I think it starts coming down to more of Miami, Atlanta in that range. Because I don't think the Knicks are going to hang on. I think Brooklyn's going to slide back a spot or two. You know, maybe maybe when we get into that five, six, seven kind of range, the the uh, uh, the Miami Heat, the Atlanta Hawks, and the Brooklyn Nets. So you got to protect home home court advantage, though, first and foremost. And you have a lot of home games. I haven't gone through everybody's schedule, but I do know a couple of the teams that are directly in front of the Atlanta Hawks. And that was a good win tonight. You got to win at home on Saturday now. You know, the the San Antonio Spurs are not a very good basketball team. I mean, they're basically in free fall mode, right? So, you know, they – and I think Nate was saying that – or was it Nate or Landry Fields? Uh, One of them was saying that uh, in the press conference that they may have – their acquisitions available for Saturday, I believe. I think I think I think Nate said it in his presser. Either I think it was it was either Nate or Landry Fields and Nate both spoke after the game. Uh, Landry Fields did his own press conference after the game, but they do think that those guys will be available come Saturday and could realistically play. And look, the Hawks are healthy right now, right? They've got their full complement of players. You know, no, nobody was on the injury report again tonight. They got their full complement. They might have a full-looking bench, you know, of guys that they can use come Saturday. So, you know, cross our fingers. Maybe some good things uh, happen here for the Atlanta Hawks. All right, we'll get to That's Life when we come back. We lost one of the all-time musical composers, and I'm going to quiz Dylan. Yes, I'm going to I'm going to see what what he knows. Movies, songs. We're we're going to quiz Dylan. I know everything. Yes. Because it will be amusing once once I get through all of this. Chuck Green the Kia Studios till midnight. Sports Radio 99 the game. odyssey.com app. Back to more John Chuckery. This party's going to rock. Make some noise. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Back with you on the John Chuckery Show. 11.20 from the Kia Studios. You know what time it is. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. 404-741-0929. That's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey apps, how you catch us when you are on the go. Social media is at 929 on the game and Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. 
at JMCH316 at underscore Dylan Matthews. All right, uh, Dylon. That's me. I've got a. I've got one of these quizzes again. That um, I love them. It's one point for everything you do not eat on this list. Okay. okay. So one point. So mark off a point for everything you don't eat. Ready? Oh, I'm ready. Okay. Lettuce, Brussels sprouts, cucumber, eggs, liver, pickles. Avocado, oranges, apples, wheat bread, yogurt, ketchup, ranch, blue cheese, canned tuna, crab, grapes, peanut butter, pork, tofu, cabbage, zucchini, asparagus, tea, celery, eggplant, Peas, watermelon, pineapple, milk, beets, mustard, vinegar, raw fish, oysters, shrimp, sourdough bread, Nutella, turkey, onions, tomato, uh, cauliflower, coconut, white chocolate, mushrooms, beans, strawberries, Bananas, grapefruit, raisins, olives, mayo, soy sauce, cooked fish, snails, chicken, coffee, beef, garlic, carrots. How many points you got? I have 5, 10, 15, 19 wow. points. Wow. When you when you got into that seafood, it's like I don't like any type of... The only seafood I eat, I eat fried fish, and I'll eat fried shrimp. That's okay. it. Um, I don't eat, what was one thing you said? Um, well, you and I don't eat tomatoes. Oh, no, I eat tomatoes. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I like tomatoes. Um, I, here's I, Tuna, I crossed that off. Um, what were some other things? I'm trying to remember what else vinegar, I crossed off. raw fish, uh, shrimp, crab, canned tuna, all the different fruits, tofu. Oh yeah, don't eat tofu. Yeah, yep. don't eat tofu. I don't eat either. oranges. Um, I like fruit. Like, does consuming it in a smoothie count? Um, I mean, if you eat it regularly, no matter what form. Okay, then because yeah. I've only got because I've only then I'll got do eight. strawberries and bananas count for me then. Okay, because I've only got nine things on my list. Really? Yeah. Wow. I've got I've got um, I've got Brussels sprouts. I like Brussels tofu, sprouts. Yeah. Tomatoes. Snails. Yeah, yeah, snails. No. Um, raw fish. Yep, don't do that. Uh, eggplant. Yep, that was one of mine too. I don't eat eggplant. Never um, had eggplant. Um, I don't eat yogurt either. Too sugary. I don't eat yogurt. I you not even like the not. Not even like Greek yogurt or anything. Really? Like that. Yeah, I don't even. I don't eat yogurt. So I do yogurt. I mean, I've done. I have yogurt and blueberries. I have delicious. eaten yogurt before. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. But I'm you not, don't eat it regularly. Yes, I don't. And I don't. I don't. I don't eat it now, especially. Oh, another thing, I. I don't eat celery. Like, I don't have a problem with celery. I just don't eat it. Okay. Yeah. 
So you got 19 on your list, and I got like nine. Yeah, so. yeah. Mm. When, once you got into that seafood, it was a, it was a no go for me. The oysters yeah. and all that, and the tuna. Nah, I ain't, I ain't doing all that. Nope, I, I understand. Uh, today is National Pizza Day. Oh yeah. Where's the best place to get a pizza? <sighs> There's so many places. Uh, da Vinci's my, is really good. My number one, uh-huh. without a doubt, Antico's Pizza. Oh, that, Antico's is elite. And, and, Antique, Antico's Pizza is the best place for pizza. Man, I, 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 the last time I had Antico's was the one in the Battery. Have you been to that one? No, I go to the one at Avalon. Okay. That's okay. up by me. So, but yeah, I, I've, Antico's I've, is elite. I, I've been to several Antico's, but I, Antico's is the best place, I think, for for getting pizza. Yeah. All right. Um Oh, real quick, while the pizza. Yeah. Have you ever well, you, you probably haven't had it, but there is a there is a um a plant-based pizzeria. It's called Plant-Based Pizzeria. It's actually really good. I saw that they are some restaurant is going to open up around Atlanta that's doing um plant-based chicken wings. That's disgusting. And they're not chicken wings obviously, but they're plant-based wings. I saw I don't know how true this is. Because the source was eh, but I saw a rumor that Chick Fil A is gonna look at a plant-based yes. chicken sandwich using cauliflower. Yes. You, you saw that too? Yes. Why that? Yes. I, I, mean, I would. I would be shocked. I'm not shocked, but that would just be very surprising. Kentucky Fried Chicken, you know, had that thing a year oh, or two ago. Oh, they did. You're right. That had the plant-based nuggets. I forgot about that. Remember that? that yeah. The, the line was out. The, the line was like wrapped around the building. I or forgot whatever. about they only, that because they, they only launched them in a couple places. Yeah. And they tested their plant-based nuggets, and they were a real hit. I know one thing. If Chick-fil-A drops this cauliflower-based chicken sandwich before they bring the chicken wings to all the stores, I'm going to have a problem, a yeah. big problem. They need to drop well, the chicken wings first. Take the take the cauliflower chicken patty and throw it at somebody. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I'm going to do. Exactly. All right. So we lost the great Burt Bacharach, one of the great American composers of music of all time. And it's Joe Pesci's 80th birthday today. All right. So, here's what I got. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, from my morbid curiosity. Okay. <laughs> Stop. I'm, I'm gonna give you a list of Burt Bacharach songs. Okay. Stop me when you've heard of one of these songs. Okay. 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 Because I've heard a, of one. a lot of these songs are very famous. Okay. They're very popular. Okay. Um, they run the whole gamut of. You know, artists that that have done them. Mm-hmm. So let's let's see if you if you know one of these songs. All right. I I will guess that you don't know a single one of these songs. I'm ready. Okay. The man who shot Liberty Valance. Nope. Walk on by. Nope. What the world needs now is love. Nope. What's new, Pussycat? <laughs> no. <laughs> Casino Royale. Oh, is that the? Uh, uh, probably not. Nah, I probably don't know. The look one. of love. Uh, say a little prayer. Sounds familiar, kinda. This guy, okay. Who sang? Who sang? Say a little prayer. Oh, I don't know. I, I just did the song name for you. It okay. just sounded kind of familiar. Okay. This guy's in love with you. Nope. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Yes, I heard that in Spider-Man Two. Oh my god. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Okay. So. I don't. Nope. 
So that's from that's from a movie. Um, yeah. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Not from Spider-Man 2. Well, yeah, I know they released, just used the song. It, but it was, I, it was released in the mid-70s for Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. That's when I heard the song in Spider-Man 2. Arthur's theme? Nah, I don't know who that is. Heartlight? Nope. That's what friends are for? Nah. On my own? Nope. Love power? Nah. Nope. But I love raindrops keep falling on my head. Who sang that song originally? Or who sang the song? I don't know. I just like the song. <laughs> uh, it was a number one song. B.J. Thomas was the guy who sang it. Ah, okay. Great song. Good job, B.J. Yes. Raindrops keep falling on my head. It was but so that appropriate. that doesn't mean my eyes will soon be turning red. Crying is not for me. Because... I'm never gonna stop the rain by complaining because I'm free. Yep, exactly. All right, now here we go. Joe Pesci movies. I I pulled like the top movies, and you know if you want to argue about it, it doesn't really matter. But <laughs> these are like the list of the top movies okay. that Joe Pesci's been in. Yes. Okay. And I asked you some of these movies last night mm-hmm. when we when we did this exercise. So, okay. Easy Money. No. JFK. No. Bronx Tale. Nope. The Irishman. Nope. This is the one I think you will get. Well, I think there are two on this list that you will get. My Cousin Vinny. I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Well, that takes one of my (laughs) Raging Bull. I've heard of it. Haven't seen it. That's that's arguably, uh, that's my favorite Scorsese movie. Home Alone. Oh, yeah. I've seen Home Alone. Okay. Um, Casino. Nope. Goodfellas. Nope. Heard of it. Haven't seen it. And Lethal Weapon 2, 3, and 4. He wasn't in the original Lethal Weapon, but he was in Lethal Weapon 2, 3, and 4. Haven't seen a single Lethal Lethal Weapon movie. So you've you've got Home Alone that you've seen. Yep. And you've got Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head. It's a goat song. So, <laughs> man, it's been a sheltered life. Man, it's, it's been. I've just been exposed to other things, you know, and not not those things in particular. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, speaking of National Pizza Day, I, this is going to be sacrilege because Antico's, I think, is the best pizza around, and Da Vinci's is fantastic, and, yes. and all that kind of stuff. Yes, but. And I'll 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 get heat for this one, okay? Mm-hmm. Can I tell you one of the more underrated pizzas is still Little Caesars? Yes, people hate on Little Caesars for no reason. Little Caesars is it's good. Is, Little Caesars is fantastic. I don't see what I, what the beef is with Little Caesars. I it eats, I, exactly. and it eats good. Exactly. Their their cheesy bread is elite. Let me tell you that combination of the half pizza. Half cheese bread is amazing. Is fantastic, and, and it's, it's like, cheap. It's like seven bucks or eight bucks or whatever like exactly. that. Exactly. Like you're not gonna do better than that. And they give it the the, the whole thing of marinara. Yes, absolutely. I don't see why people hate on Little Caesars. And Little Caesars, they got they they got a little brand new now. But the old days, you just pull up, and I mean it's probably still like that now. I, I to be honest, I haven't been to Little Caesars in a minute. But you just pull up. You get a couple of hot and ready's 
for like 15 bucks and you're set for a couple of days. Yeah, I that think that could be a whole weekend if you want. You know, it used to be that they were five bucks, but you know, they went up in price yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, with, with everything's gone up in price. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I don't know how much it is, but I mean, everything's gone up in price. I'm going to look up how much it is now. And, and the other underrated, like, fast pizza is Marco's. Mar- Marco's. That's a good call. I like Marco's too. Marco, Marco's yes. old style pepperoni and sausage. And and those are like what six six dollar six ninety nine medium pizzas or whatever like that can't go wrong with a with the Marcos pizza so um, but I'm glad you're with me on the Little oh, Caesars part I'm all the way with you so yeah it is up to the hot and ready's are six dollars now for a large <laughs> I mean I mean you can't beat that I, I know I, it's just funny though like. That used to be their gimmick was like yeah, five dollars, five dollar hot yeah, and ready. Right. I mean, you know, five bucks and some change, you know, for the tax. Yep. And, and get out of there. Now it's up, you know, hold up. Because dollar. you know, you know what pizzas cost to make? It's like no. What? Fifty cents. Forty cents. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's like it's like honestly like 30, 40 cents to make a pizza. Margins are crazy. Yeah, they are. Like it's one of the higher margin foods. I mean, so yeah, it's it's ridiculous how much it costs. Um, you know, for, for the markups and stuff like that. So that, that, that's why it's funny. It's like they may have had like two cents or three cents per pizza, you know, but they charge you a dollar more right. for all of it. So I didn't, that, I didn't know you could apparently now at Little Caesars, you can get pizza by the slice. Huh? Yeah. On really? here it has a, like their menu, it has it by the slice and it's a dollar fifty nine. The other. The other pizza place um, that I've been to that was part of, like, the man versus food challenge. Oh, okay. You ever heard of that before? I heard man versus food challenge. I don't know what pizza place you're talking about, though. But, yeah, I know man versus food. Oh yeah 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 yeah. It was in there's one in Kennesaw. Right. Because it was right where it was right next to my work uh, in Kennesaw, and then there is one I believe. Right at Mansell Road and right near, I think so. right near, um, oh gosh, right near 400, but but on Mansell Road yeah. uh, out there. The one in Kennesaw is like the more kind of famous one. Yes, right. That's where the man versus food. Oh, okay, that's was. where. That, okay, that's why. The gotcha. the the whatever the meat pizza that they do for it. Yeah, has I I think it's I think it's 13 pounds of meat oh my that is gosh. on that man versus. Because you can buy you can buy the pizza, okay. If you eat the whole thing, you get your money back. You get your money back if, the, if pizza's free. Oof. If you if you buy it, it's like fifty bucks. How many people are you allowed to help with eating the pizza? I don't know. Probably can't um, be more than four. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't even know how many it is. But that pizza has like thirteen Man. pounds of meat or something ridiculous on it. I don't see how like. A person lives by doing that. I mean, because like people have had to quit. Like the people who've done like the man versus food, like they've had to quit because of their health. Like, yeah, uh, but I mean, that's wild. The thing with the pizza, because their crust is pretty thin. Oh, so okay. It, it's not the bread and the dough. Yeah. It's the salt from all the meat. True. It's the, the pepperoni, sausage, yeah. ham. It's so salty. You just get overloaded. That, right. Like it just, it's just. It, 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 you have this like rush, like you yeah. just you get overwhelmed yeah. by consuming all of the salt from all of the meat. 
because the 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 pizza, the pizza that they serve for the food challenge is a meat-based pizza. Right. So, anyway. All right, when uh, we come back, we got a little bit of nonsense that we're going to get into here as we round out toward the top of the hour. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, Odyssey.com. And down and over and out, and I know one thing. Come on, John Chuckery. We've heard so much about you. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back at the John Chuckery Show. Head to the top of the hour. JR Sports Brief coming up after us. 404-741-0929. That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey apps how you catch us on the go. Social media at 929 The Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. At JMCH316 at underscore Dylan Matthews. We will be back at 7 o'clock tomorrow for a full show. So we got all four hours. So um, obviously we'll talk more about these Hawks and what they did at the deadline and things like that. So good win for the Hawks tonight, and they're back in action coming up on Saturday. All right, a couple things to get into here. Um, the franchise, or sorry, the the fifth year option salaries have been released for 2020 first round picks. So the way it works is. After you finish, if you're a first-round pick, after you finish your third year in the league, teams have an option to either pick up or not pick up your fifth-year option. You sign a four-year contract with a fifth-year option available, right? We understand how this works, right? So Caleb McGarry didn't get his fifth-year option picked up. But you you have to decide after a player's third year. So once they finish three years, you have to decide then whether or not you're going to pick up a guy's fifth-year option. And then he'll play the following season on the fourth year of his rookie deal. And then if you if you pick up his option, that following year will be the option number. Or you can, you know, only you can not pick it up and he's a free agent after four years. So here's the numbers from the 2020 draft. Uh, and some of these aren't bad. I mean, all things considered. Now, also, too, by the way, a fifth-year option is 100% guaranteed, and the other part of it is if a guy gets, if you pick up a player's fifth-year option and he gets hurt in his fourth year, you still are responsible for his salary. That's what happened to Keon O'Neal. Remember? Keon O'Neal was injured in his fourth year. They had picked up his fifth-year option the year before, and they still had to pay him, what was it, $11 million, whether he played or didn't play in his fifth year. So it's a little bit funky. So the quarterbacks, Joe Burrow, $29,504,000. Justin Herbert, 29,504,000. 29,504,000. Tua Tagovailoa, 23,171,000. And there are things that are based on Pro Bowls and average salaries and all that kind of stuff. Jordan Love's fifth year option, $20.272 million. Fair to say that they're not going to pick up his fifth year option at $20 million. 
Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is maybe one of the better bargains at 5.461, 5,461,000. Here's your wide receivers. Justin Jefferson, who just won the Offensive Player of the Year Award tonight, $19.743 million. C.D. Lamb, $17.991. Brandon Ayuk, $14.124 million. Jerry Judy, $12.987 million. And Jalen Rager, $12.987 million. Uh, Tristan Wirfs, one of the best tackles in the entirety of the NFL, $18.244 million. And by the way, that's the, basically the franchise tag for this year. That That's basically the franchise tag. So if you franchise McGarry, you're looking at 18-plus million dollars. Andrew Thomas of the Giants, 14175 Jedrick Wills, who's maybe the one or two best interior offensive linemen, or sorry, uh, tackles in the NFL, 14175 Austin Jackson, 14175 Makai Becton, uh, $13.565 million. Cesar Ruiz of the Saints, $14.175 at center. This will be interesting. Chase Young is $17.452 million. Obviously, he's talented, but he's been beat up and banged up. And he hasn't barely played. And he's almost $17.5 million. Uh, Kalevin Chason of Jacksonville, $12.141. Uh, Derek Brown of the Panthers, eleven six six five. Javon Kinlaw, $10.455 million. That's a little bit rich for him. Isaiah Simmons, $12.722. Um... Here's the one that affects us, cornerback. So, C.J. Henderson, 11, 11 and a half, 11.514. Jeff Okuda, who I don't think they're going to pick up his fifth-year option, 11.514. And A.J. Terrell of the Falcons, 12.344 million. You got to pick his fifth-year option up. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no question about it. And it's going to cost you some money. But, you know, again, the Falcons have money to spend over the next couple of years, and they're out of their cap purgatory and all that kind of stuff. So, so A.J. Terrell's franchise tag number is is uh, $12.344 million. Um, so there you go. Uh, and that's based upon his playing time. That's why I say – Pro Bowls, playing time, things like that. Um, they they have all kinds of effects on what the uh, what the franchise tag number is. But um, Burrow is an easy choice. Herbert's an easy choice. Tua, I think, is an easy choice. Although he may, I mean, they may they may want him to retire if he's not going to, you know, play. You know, because by the time in two years comes along, he's, you know, he may be too banged up. But uh, Jordan Love for twenty, almost twenty one million dollars, almost twenty and a half million dollars. Yeah, needless to say, I don't think the uh, Packers are picking up that option. So, anyway. Um, did you see Rihanna's interview 
with uh, the folks at the Super Bowl and things like that. I didn't. I missed it. But I saw, actually, while you're bringing that up, I saw them. I saw a tweet, kind of a throwback tweet, talking about when Prince was supposed to do his interview and he ended up just doing, like, a concert for the media, which right. was pretty cool. She, um, she, I mean, she said the hardest thing that she had to pick was her set list. Yeah. You know, because she I think got they, some bops. I think they have, I think it's 13 minutes that they play for. And obviously she's got a whole catalog of, of stuff. I mean, you know, she doesn't have just one or two hits. She's got a whole Rolodex full of uh, hits. So she's got a whole pile of, of songs to play. But she said it was really difficult picking all the songs. She said she wasn't going to do it, but motherhood actually kind of changed her mind and philosophy. Huh. Just, you know, she she joked about the fact that she's three months postpartum and all that stuff, and she wasn't really necessarily going to do it. Because, you know, Taylor Swift turned it down, you know, before Rihanna did it. So Oh, I they, didn't know that. Yeah, they went to Taylor Swift, and they wanted her to do and the re- And the reason that Taylor Swift said she wasn't going to do it is because she's in the middle of re-recording all of her music. Right. So if you if you understand, Taylor Swift got the rights back to her music, and now she's re-recording every album, every song on every album. She's three albums done, but she's got three more albums to re-record. So that's why when you see on the radio, if it's Taylor's version, you know, that's the re-recorded stuff. So she did not want to do it because she was going to focus on re-recording her albums and she's got a tour coming. You know, obviously she's going to be here in Atlanta on April. Right. So getting ready for, you know, re-recording and getting ready for the tour, she didn't want to do it. Then Rihanna was kind of like the second choice out there. But she almost turned it down herself because, you know, she she was kind of in a you know different mindset and things like that. Motherhood, she said she's three months postpartum and stuff like that and – you know, she just wasn't really sure if she wanted to do something like that. So I'm I'm infinitely glad. Like I I'm a big fan of Rihanna's. I'm stoked. Um, I think it's gonna be a great halftime yeah, show. I do too. I I think, you know, and I'm gonna be curious. We we talked about this last week. I'm gonna be curious if she brings anybody out with her. Yeah. I'm gonna be curious if she brings somebody out. I'm also gonna be curious if we get some sort of announcement, maybe not during the Super Bowl, but sometime maybe shortly after about her maybe coming out with a new album or maybe her going on tour or something like that, maybe an album then coming with the tour because it's been there's been rumor and innuendo about Rihanna coming with some more music here very soon. So I think that they asked her about that and oh, okay. she didn't she didn't like say, Yeah, I'm I'm having a new album out and things right. like that. But she kind of danced around it, but they I think they did ask her. I think I think when I saw the transcript of the press conference that they did ask her about, hey, you know, can we be seeing some music in the future from you here or a tour or something like that? Because she she's been focused on motherhood. I mean, she's been focused on her baby. Oh, yeah. And and she's been dealing with all of that. So we'll see. But I think it'll be a, a really good halftime performance from her. All right, going to wrap things up with the Love TKO up next. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios. For a few more minutes, Sports Radio, 92 on the game, odyssey.com app.
Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. We're wrapping things up on the John Chuckery Show, as we always do with the love TKO. Back with you tomorrow night. We'll set the table with everything. Get out the JR Sports Brief here at the top of the hour. Before we get out of here, though, let me let you listen to what is the greatest opening lyric in all of music history. Looking back, my JR Sports Brief coming up at the top of the hour. We will be back at 7 o'clock, so full four hours uh, to get you ready. We'll get the, you know some Super Bowl talk in, and you know, we'll really react to what the Hawks did, you know, at the trade deadline, and you know, we'll open the phone lines up to you guys and stuff and, and get your reaction to everything. And um, you know, obviously a good win tonight for the Atlanta Hawks. Um, much needed. Um, you know, after losing back-to-back games on that. West Coast road trip, but, um, you know, they got a chance here, and and we always have to put this caveat on because, you know, you never know which Hawks team you're going to get or who's injured or what's going to happen or whatever, but certainly there's a chance to rattle off a few wins here, and we talked about earlier in the show, if you're going to get yourself up into, you know, that sixth seed or whatever, you got to get, you got to, you got to take care of business at home. You've got to protect home court advantage. You've got to get your business handled at home. And the Hawks have done a little bit of that. They're 14-11 now after tonight's win, but certainly not the pace that they were on last year. I believe I think they had the fourth most wins in the Eastern Conference at home. So they've got to go on one of those kinds of rolls. And they kind of did that last year. Toward the end of last year, they kind of did that, really protected home court advantage. But... They've got to get themselves, you know, on track at home. And uh, they've got, uh, you know, now at this point with the victory tonight, um, you got 26 games and 16 of them are at home. So you got yourself a, a pretty good margin of games at home versus on the road. You've done a lot of your heavy lifting on the road, so you don't have a whole lot left. So got to make sure you take care of, a care of home court advantage. You know, beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. San Antonio's a team that they're – Supposed to beat on Saturday, they'll be they'll be on the back end of a back and back to back. So when they play them, they'll be in Detroit on Friday, Hawks on Saturday, and then you got to take care of Charlotte, you know, before you start to get into some of these other good teams. So we'll be with you at seven o'clock tomorrow. We'll get into all the Hawks discussion. We got to get out of here for Dylan. It's Chuckery. We'll see you. AMF. Taking the ball.